The same account that I spoke of earlier in 2 Samuel is also recorded in 1 Chronicles 15 or 14. When I flipped to 1 Chronicles, looking at the timeline, looking at what was going on, it's interesting to me that it was in the season when David had just began to reign. And it was when he knew that he had to have the, the ark. He knew that the presence of the Lord was essential. See, the, the presence of the Lord in that day literally dwelled literally in over the mercy seat between the, the wings of the angels over the mercy seat. And David knew that they had to have the presence of the Lord. They knew they had to have the ark, but they had mishandled his presence. They had mishandled the they had mishandled the Spirit of God with great tragedy as a result. They had handled him casually. Church for years has handled the presence of the Lord casually. But at this time, whenever David is, is, has, he's coming up against the Philistines, against the enemy, it says, it's when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek David, and David heard of it and went out against them. So they were coming after him. And the Philistines came and spread themselves in the valley. And David inquired of, the, of God, that's the key, Shall I go against the Philistines? And will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to them, Go up, and I will deliver them to your hand. The ark's not there. David has, they have grossly mishandled his presence, and the enemy is coming against him. The ark's not there. But David inquired of the Lord. He said, Go, and I will be with you. And so they came, and David smote them there. And then David said, God has, has broken in, upon my enemies by my hand like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore, they called the name of the place Baal Perazim, as good as I can get it. And when they had left their gods there, when they had left their gods there, God, David gave a commandment that they be burned with fire. I'm going to tell you, it's time that people have left their gods behind. It's time that the, uh, that the idols and the, and, the, and the silliness and the mishandling has left and, the, and they're destroyed there. And the people of God ought to, the, the man of God, the people of God ought to stand for, for uh, we're, we're, with what's right. Instead of defending what's wrong, we ought to defend what's right. It was time. See, there was no, there, there's no, there's no tolerance for, for false ways. The ark's not back. In fact, the, the David had, had sent the ark away when God struck Uzzah dead. He said he was afraid and, and it angered him. And, and, and he, instead of bringing the ark in properly, he sent it away. To the house of Obed-Edom. 
And when David had left their God, and when they had left their gods there, in verse 12, David gave a commandment that they be burned, and the Philistines yet again spread themselves abroad in the valley. Well, that didn't set well. <laughs> Burn their gods. And therefore David inquired again of God. I mean, you know, I want to tell you, sometimes you're going to have to go back. We live from victory to victory. I have people that question God because they had a victory three years ago. Well, why am I in this now? Well, go back. Go back. Inquire again. <laughs> David inquired again of God, and God said to him, by the way, the ark's not back. God, he inquired of God again, and God said to him, Go not up after them. Turn away from them and come upon them from the opposite, the mulberry trees. Let me say something. I'm not going to do it the way I did it last time. I'm not going to. Don't, don't go just uh, because I did it that way last time. Don't go do it that way this time. Listen to me. He says, go not up that way. This time, go around the opposite way by the way of the mulberry trees. He said, and it shall be. Now listen, I love, anytime God says to me, it shall be. It shall be. He says, go in the opposite way of the, of the mulberry trees, and it shall be. That when you hear the sound of the going in the tops of the mulberry trees, listen, that then you shall go to battle. For God has gone forth before you to smite the host of the Philistines. Don't get ahead of him. Don't do it all the same way. Inquire every time. He'll give you the way. Don't, most of the time we get ahead because we get impatient, antsy, nervous, and start trying to handle things. He says, don't go up. Don't go that way. Wait until you hear me. By the way, the ark wasn't back. So we think if everything's got to be just right, set in place in the way we want it. The ark wasn't back. But the ark was where the presence of the Lord dwelt. But the Lord himself, when he inquired of him, he says, when you hear the stirring in the trees, he said, go into battle for God. I have gone before you. See, God is not bound by, 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 by uh, our confines and, and even by where he, he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be with the ark. The ark wasn't back. But there was a man's heart that would cry to him, inquire of him, and say, what do I need to do? And God would say, when you hear it, I've gone before you. I'm going to tell you, when he says, it shall be, and I've gone before you, all you've got to do is just do what he asks you to do because it's already a done deal. If you will do what he's asked you to do. If, when, when, listen, when he stirred, church, I want you to hear me. When he stirred, it was time to move. You ain't hearing it. You ain't hearing what he's saying. He said, well, it shall be that when you shall hear the sound of the going of the tops of the mulberry trees, that then you shall go to battle, for God has gone before you, and you shall smite the host of the Philistines. When he stirs, it's time to move. 
Church, it's time to move. It's time to move. And David therefore did as God commanded. And they smote the host of the Philistines from Gibeon to Gazer. And the fame of David went out to all the lands, and the Lord brought fear upon all the nations. I'll tell you what happened. God established David as king with his power. Can I, can I just keep... You see, David, when he, when he knew he needed his presence, but they'd done it foolishly. He done it with, with, with new carts and ornate and, and, and trappings and, and, and nothing like God ever intended for his presence to be handled. David knew he needed, but it was all pomp and circumstance. And it was the easy route. Somebody hear me. And when it was pomp and circumstance and the easy route and disobedience, God smacked him with judgment and brought fear upon him. But all the time, the ark was at Obed-Edom's house, and God was blessing the house of Obed-Edom. Let me tell you, wherever the presence of the Lord is, there is blessing. But in all of this, the ark wasn't back, but David turned his heart to God and began to inquire. And even before the ark returned, God visited in power. And see, David knew, uh, read... It's there. David knew that to be the king, he needed the presence. And he was right. But he tried to do it himself and his way. And it didn't work. But whenever God, when, he inquired, when he inquired of the Lord and he moved in obedience, he brought great victory that was so big that it brought, that it brought David straight to the top and established him above, among the nations. And, and, and fear struck the heart of everyone around him because God was with him. And now, David sent for the ark. He humbled himself. It's right there. See, he knew what he needed, and he was right. But he did it in a fleshy, pomp and circumstance his way. But whenever he, whenever he acquired of God, God established him. And then David went for the ark again. But this time, this great king God, God had lifted him up. He had exalted him when David humbled himself. And this time when they went after the ark, they brought it in on the, on the, on the shoulders of the Levites, on the priesthood, just like it was supposed to be. And the king went before the ark, and it says he stripped off his outer garments, his kingly robes. It was no longer about the king. It was about the presence. He stripped off everything that showed the world he was the king. And he danced before the ark with all of his might as the presence came back to the kingdom. And all the, the, see, God moves sovereignly tonight because of obedience of one man. I'll tell you, when, when God tells you to move, move. Hear me. When God tells you to move, move. And then when he shows up, move in. 
the time to move is when he shows up. You're not in control of his coming and his going. The time to move is when he shows up. And humble yourself in his presence. And I'm telling you that, we, that we've known since I've been here that we needed the presence of the Lord. But there's no easy way. There's no cheap way. There's no pomp and circumstance way to get it. It will come. It will come in obedience. It will come in humility. And whenever, whenever he comes, he will, he will elevate. He will exalt. And the nations will be blessed. And, and lives will be changed. When we humble ourselves. Church, mag church. This is for the church, but mag church has to learn. It's essential. We have to learn to move when he moves. To respond to his presence. We have to learn to, not immediately. Not after you're prompted. We begin, that's what happened tonight. One man obeys and the spirit of the Lord responds to his obedience. And people begin to respond to his presence. We have to move when he moves. The Spirit of God would say to his church tonight, that the season of warning is coming to an end. That the time, the season of the harvest is at hand. The warning will end and the sifting, the separation of the tares and the wheat will begin. It will not, the, the warnings have came. The season is changing. It will be separation for the tares. It will be great victory for the wheat. Hear me says the Lord, that the time is at hand. Move when I move. Stand when I stand. Great victory is at hand, says the Lord. The time of warning is coming to an end. It's time to respond to the warning. Victory is at hand. Church, for the believer, for the wheat. When God was stirring that word in my heart, I said, you have to confirm it with your word. Because I thought, are we in the, is, is the separation of the wheat from the tares? But I mean, when is that? Is it harvest time or not? Is it harvest time or not? Jesus said in Matthew 13, it says another parable. He came forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. Listen, the seed is good. The seed is good. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. The seed is good. The man sowed good seed in his field. This, this is his field and it's good seed. And while the man slept, his enemy came and sowed tares or weeds among the wheat and went his way. If you know anything about the wheat and tares, that they, they, they look very much the same while they're coming up. When they put on a head, they look very much the same. 
And when the blade was sprung and brought forth, then appeared the tares also. It strikes me that the tares have begun to show who they are at harvest time. People haven't been able to tell all along. I, 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 for years, I've been saying that it's not all the church. No, you can't believe that and it'll be right. You can't, that's not right. That's, 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 that's bad seed. It's not about me. It's about what the Word says. That's bad seed. It's not right. It's not right. It's not right. And now, oh, oh, calm down. It's all right. It, they don't, it's, it's, it's just, it, just calm down. They, just because they don't do it your way. It ain't about my way. It's about his way. That's not right. Let them, they grew up together, and, and you couldn't tell the difference until harvest time. Is that scripture or not? It says, when the blade had sprung, when that's the wheat shoot had sprung up and brought forth its fruit, then also appeared the tares. So the servants of the householder came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? From where then has it tears? And the servant of the householder, uh, and, and, and he, the householder, said to them, the, An enemy has done this. And the servant said to him, Will you then go, will you then that we go and gather them up? Because that's what you want to do. You want to go gather them up, you want to go yank them out. Yes? As a pastor, as a as a as a as a, 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 a call to the pulpit, that's what you want to do. You want to go and yank them out. You do. I'm just telling you. <laughs> but we're unqualified for that because see, we 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 see things, but we we only see the outward appearance. Listen. So we go and gather them up, verse 29, he said, but he said, no, lest you gather up the tares, you, all, you root up also the wheat that is with them. Tares and wheat grow in the same households, on the same pew, in the same church, at the same time. And you go after the tear, you go, you're gonna, you're gonna, before the harvest, you're going you're gonna to destroy the wheat. said, let both grow together. Wow. Until the harvest. Let both grow together until the harvest. I've wondered for a long time, why are you putting up with this in your church? Well, he wrote it down. Let them grow together until the harvest. Let them go together until the harvest, and in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather to, together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Grow together until the harvest, and then I will send, you know what he... He's the Lord of the harvest. He knows what's his, and he knows what isn't. 
the warning, the season of warning is coming to a close. The sifting, the separation is at hand because it's harvest time. It's going to be destruction for the rebellious, for the, for the wicked, for the frauds. Bind them up and prepare them for burning. It's going to be victory. It's going to be victory for the fruitful. That's why he says, don't fear about what's going on around you. It's no, listen, it's nothing but the separation. Don't, don't, don't get all stirred up whenever things, whenever things are... You see, the, the separation process is not easy. It's, it's quite dramatic. But it's victory for the believer. Come on, church. I got to tell you, Frank, quite frankly, I'm, I'm glad the season of warning is coming to a close because I'm tired of doing it. I just, I just tell you, I'm tired of warning. It's exhausting. But I'm glad the season of victory is at hand. The warnings are necessary. But we're promised victory. We're going to go to the Lord before we leave. We've been in this presence, and there's nothing like it. I believe with all of my heart that there's, already been, there's been victories won in the Spirit, in families and in individuals in this church already tonight. It's already happened. That's, 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 not, that's not preacher talk. It has already happened. Because when you're in the presence of the Lord, something's going to change. He didn't just show up to make you cry and feel good. He chose up to change situations. He spoke to us that, that there, there's only rest in me. There's only rest. Quit looking at all this. You're not going to find the answer. You're not going to find, you're not going to find the answer until you run to him. There's only rest in him. That's it. There's not two places of rest. Hear me, church. There's not, there's not two places of rest. There's just one. It's in Him. Broken marriages will be, will be healed in His presence. Impossible situations will, will be possible in His presence. Financial disaster will be, will be healed in His presence. All by obedience. Come on, church. While we're in his presence, we're going to ask of him prayer. The main focus of every Sunday night is the presence of God and prayer. Pray, how about this? Prayer in the presence of God. So let's gather together. We're going to take it to the Lord tonight. Listen, we, we've been in the presence of the Lord for a good while now. We don't have to hang out all night to inquire of the Lord. Do you know that? Oh, I would love to see the day whenever the presence of the Lord hung out all night. <laughs> Thank you.
says, bring it to me. That's what I said, bring it to me. That's what we're going to do. We're going to bring it to him.